Nature Roots Radio. It's your host, once again, Robert Diaz, certified holistic nutritionist, coming to you live from Boynton Beach. We've got a great topic to discuss. Stay tuned. You are now listening live to Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz. Taking time to focus on the fact-based research in the holistic health community. Once again, I'm your host, Robert Diaz, your certified holistic nutritionist, live on a wonderful Sunday evening from Boynton Beach, Florida. Got a great topic to discuss tonight. You guys, thank you. Nature Roots Radio, live broadcast from Boynton Beach, Florida. I'm your host, Robert Diaz. Holistic Health Talk Radio. Tonight we'll be debunking Alkaline, wrapping it up, part two. Don't go anywhere. I'm your host, Robert Diaz. You are now tuned in live to Nature Roots Radio. Once again, thank you on a wonderful, beautiful Sunday evening. This week has really been a tough one. As you, the listeners, know, I only broadcast once a week on a Friday night. And this past Friday was a little odd. I did not have the ability to broadcast, as you guys may know. However, here I am live, back, ready to take your calls this evening. And as you may already know, the topic 
is Alkaline Debunked Part 2. Now, before we go any further, I just want to remind you, last week, if you're subscribed to the podcast, you know we talked about the concerning topics, as always, which stem in the plant-based community, primarily understanding what the word alkaline meant in a dietary lifestyle. Uh, Very crucial, very critical to understand as we, in my opinion, use the word out of context in the current health trend market. Now tonight, we're going to use the information I put out in the newsletter. And for all of those of you who are new to the show, naturerroots.com is where you need to go to sign up for all your free fact-based research. Okay, every Friday, I put out a newsletter stemming around the similar topics that we discuss on this live radio broadcast, and I discuss those topics in depth and give the critical points focused around the fact-based research. Go subscribe now. Obtain the documentations that I provide from the databases, from the reference libraries. That's natureroots.com, spelled N-A-C-H-R-R-O-O-T-Z.com. Sign up, subscribe, and be part of the free action. Focus on the plant-based research is a platform that I'm providing. And the objective is to connect this information. So let's remember that what I provide will be discussed here on the radio show. Now, I said we would be discussing alkaline terms, part two, wrapping it up. There's so much time we can spend on this one subject. And again, you guys, if you're listening local, the call-in number is 516-453-9105. I'll be taking calls this evening, later in the show. We have some great information I would like to share. I have some audio clips from last week's session. I may even go and play and review those just to paint the scene and give you that environment of understanding what we were discussing if you missed it. And if you did, go ahead and subscribe. doesn't cost a thing. Listen through, follow the series, and you'll be right on track. But in the newsletter that I put out this Friday, I gave a nice... 14-page PDF guide. And this is after having the understanding of dietary acid-alkaline balance and the understanding of pH, how this can be applied and used in a beneficial way. We understand healthy pH is the representation of metabolism and the body's ability to do and create and break down catabolic 
and build up anabolic functions within the cells. And this is measured with the results of understanding the balance of acids and base alkalines. So, there's been a lot of controversy around this, and I intended to take time, which I did last week, to clarify the meaning of what we say when we mean the word alkaline and how that really applies to the physiological change in the human body. What that really means when we take something that may have an acidic pH and how the body has the ability to use its function in an alkalizing way, which creates neutrality. Because your pH is more pH scale, as we say in terms, the blood is mildly, and I mean very mildly alkaline. So once we understand the correctness and the importance of the aspect behind how we utilize the terminology and apply it is very important. Some people will say, hey, it doesn't matter because I've gotten results, but I beg to differ because a lot of people will jump into these new dietary lifestyles coming out of your typical standard American diet lifestyle. Of course, you're going to get change. You're doing something better for your body. So a lot of times we're confused and there's a lot of misunderstanding. And again, Nature Roots Radio, we're going to debunk, we're going to demystify, we're going to clarify, providing the fact-based research. Now, reference for tonight, again, like I said, will be from the newsletter that was sent out Friday. And if you're not subscribed, naturerroots.com. Okay? If you're in the social media world, you can follow me on Instagram Congo Nature, that's K-O-N-G-O underscore N-A-C-H-R. Nature Roots LLC can be found. We're right here in Boynton Beach, Florida. And this is where the business and the research is occurring currently at the moment. But again, if you're not subscribed, you're not getting all the information. You're not getting all the facts. And I take a lot of time to provide this For the clients, the followers, the subscribers, the friends, and the family. So do know, there's plenty of information out there. I am bringing the facts straight from the sources into the platform for you to have the ability to do the research. NCBI, okay, other source that I use as a credible reference. And this is the U.S. National Library of Medicine and National Institute of Health through PubMed, where I attain a lot of my electronic documents. But I have another document in there we'll use. If you want to use for reference, it's document number 4916623. And this is on the focus of systematic review, association between dietary acid load, alkaline water, and cancer. Okay, and this was a study conducted on those terms, not on the actual condition, but on the terms of what was written to find very little, if any, proving conducted study. So that's something new I was looking at this evening. I may dig and dive a little deeper into that. But... 
I want to focus on our alkalizing forming nutrition. We understand what it is. We know what it is. And for those of you who may be new and just tuning in, 516-453-9105. This is the call-in number. I'll take calls this evening, later in the show. But I want everyone to have a great, clear understanding. As I put in tonight's title, we will clarify, define, and use references to educate. As I said before, the facts on this radio show cannot and will not be broken. This is the Nature Roots Open Voice Freedom of Speech platform where we focus on health and nutrition primarily in the holistic, small-spectrum plant-based community to debunk and bring the truth. Now, in my social media platform, I asked a lot, as I see we have some subscribers on the feed this evening out of UK. As always, it's a pleasure to see my international listeners. But I did a survey, and I was pretty impressed and surprised to see a good majority of people really weren't indoctrinating or under a protocol of alkalinity diet lifestyle, if you will, which, again, I I found that to be impressive around my followership, but I... Very frequently I'm finding that there is quite a bit of conversion in dietary change leading to this extreme beehive mentality of what alkalinity may be, where I tend to see a lot of mistakes. So I felt it was necessary to revisit this topic and again do the part two, clarifying, finally wrapping it up, putting out the information in the newsletter, providing the references And enabling you to take the facts and draw the conclusions. You're listening to Nature Roots Radio Live out of Boynton Beach, Florida. I'm your host, Robert Diaz, Certified Holistic Nutritionist. This is Holistic Health Talk Radio. Focusing and stemming on the topics in the smaller portion of the plant-based community. I consult with clients on a daily basis. See all walks of lifestyle here in South Florida, personal case studies, and part of the mission of Nature Roots is to provide this open voice platform of education and dialogue. As we grow and we continue our mission, it is important to understand that those who are seeking and in search of the information that can benefit the longevity and optimizing nutrition of their health is available. And at of a cost of very little, if any, at all. Again, I'm your host, Robert Diaz, Certified Holistic Nutritionist. Tonight we're digging in alkalinity, alkaline. And let's 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 start looking at this newsletter here. 
because we understand healthy pH. Your body's affected by everything with the pH. The balancing of the pH is a major step, obviously, as you know, to well-being. It's not about being acid. It's not about being alkaline. It's about balance. That scale is a numerical scale with numbers ranging from 0 to 14. Halfway in between is the 7. And there's the 3 point in which our blood falls at. Now, to think that the body is completely alkaline lets us know we have a misunderstanding of the chemistry of different functions of the body's organs and systems. For example, we know, as I've said before, our stomach itself, the fluid contained in there is very acidic. As a matter of fact, the pH is somewhere in the range of 3 or 4. And if you don't know, that's strong enough to melt hole in some metals. So when we understand that the body is comprised of acids and and, and various bases, but there's a balancing factor that's occurring between these two states is the understanding of the alkalizing effect. And we do that with food. Now, when we talk about food, we talk about nutrition whole as it is meant from the earth. And I don't like to get hung up, as some of you may know, I'm very well endowed in agriculture and, and botany and growing, also being a certified herbalist and recognized in the American Guild of Herbalists in Western studies. But I don't focus primarily on hybridization, but I do make a point about genetic modification, as we must understand the difference in the two and organic and what does that mean. Can we have organic, genetically modified organisms? Can we have organisms that are organic and not genetically modified? Well, there tends to be both. But when we understand the importance of obtaining rich, nutrient-dense food, I think we understand that hybridization plays a role in sustainability for us to have that availability of selection. Very important to understand. Acid alkaline forming foodless is, is what I gave and we understand that alkalizing is the process of change. It's not the state. It's not the still form. It's food which may have a pH that is completely acidic but once it is absorbed into the human body it has an alkalizing effect thus increasing the pH by just a little just a little now know this if the pH drops out of the 7 range down to the 6 that's just enough to take you into metabolic acidosis which is the complete opposite of alkalosis, a condition where you would have an extremely alkaline body, which can be very, very detrimental to your health, as I explained before. And this is a result of certain drugs and resulting in uh, carbon dioxide inability functioning within the respiratory system. But assuming that 
is not the case and it's induced through dietary, uh, that could be relatively not a good thing. But again, like I said, alkaline foods are not foods which have a pH above 7. They're foods which, when consumed and then absorbed, if you will, into the human body, have an alkalizing effect on the pH of the cell, primarily digestive, gut cells, blood cells, and other cells within the human body, primarily in certain organs. Nature Roots Radio, this is the last night we'll be discussing this alkaline thing. Guest call-in number is 516-453-9105. I'll be taking calls after the break. Health and nutrition. NatureRoots.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Subscribe to the podcast. Be aware. Be part of an informative platform. I've really taken the time to put together facts that matter. Again, you're listening to your host, Robert Diaz, Nature Roots Radio, live broadcast this beautiful evening out of Boynton Beach, Florida. And I know, typically, we don't do the show on a Sunday night, but Friday was, if I could say, almost impossible. And having a background around the media and communications, it was pretty, pretty, pretty bad. But here I am, 48 hours later, because I have an agenda to provide the informative fact truth for those who desire and are in need for only the best source of research. This is Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz. You're listening live. Alkaline Debunk Part 2. This is our third series. After this, we will be done. However, if you're subscribed to the podcast, if you're subscribed to Blog Talk Radio... You can go back to my archives and listen to any of the episodes at any given time. Okay? Go ahead. Sign up. It doesn't cost you a thing. Get real-time access. Get notifications. And when things happen, like not being able to broadcast on a Friday night, get the updates. When I change the schedule... You find out in real time. It's Nature Roots Radio. Alkaline foods. What does that mean? Alkalizing vegetables. Again, potential for change. Increasing the body's ability to maintain balance. This is what it stems around. This is what the focus is. This is the same when we talk about fruits. This is the same when we talk about proteins. It's the same when we talk about herbs and spice. It has nothing to do 
with hybridization, but more on the value of pH. And as I said earlier in the night, I have some information on pH I would like to share. We'll probably do this right after the music break and explaining how it relates to bacterial growth. Because if there's a theory that cancer cannot survive in a body which has a very high potential, then we must understand the correlation of that value and how that affects bacterial growth in food. Fermentation, deterioration, spoilage. It's Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz, certified holistic nutritionist. Did you know most foods are naturally acid? Okay. Many fruits you find in the grocery store have been mildly heat treated and pressurized. Now this is part of the agriculture shipping process. But understand microorganisms okay have potential for hydrogen as well. Every living thing and One interesting thing I read is that yeast and molds can generally tolerate a more acid environment than bacteria. I'll I'll repeat that again. Yeast and molds typically in research, and this is credible to the Food and Drug Administration through different tests that have been performed and these are the people, when I do decide to give credit, give credit for understanding food safety and foodborne illness, because you don't want to be on the side of and bacterial infection from contamination in food, which happens quite frequently. Unfortunately, the plants are the ones who get the blame, but it's what happened before the plant was put on that cutting board and sliced, and what cross-contamination may have occurred. So when we come back, We'll be discussing some of those topics in the pH understanding and correlation around bacterial growth. And we'll also review that content that I sent out in this past Friday's newsletter. You're listening to Nature Roots Radio Live. I'm your host, Robert Diaz. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for joining. Thank you for tuning in this evening. Again, it has been my pleasure providing the fact-based research on this educational platform. Now, we will take time to go into a nice little music break. And when we come back, we'll be discussing more topics stemming in the plant-based community. Nature Roots Radio.
Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz. Again, if you're not subscribed, natureroots.com, N-A-C-H-R-R-O-O-T-Z.com. Maybe you're considering and you're contemplating coaching and professional guidance. It doesn't cost a thing to get me on the phone. You can go to the website, scroll to the bottom of the page, submit your information, and we'll start the healing process. Again, natureroot.com for all your services in holistic nutrition and coaching in the educational platform focused on plant-based nutrition for all your products and support nutritional aid you can go over to Etsy.com and shop Be Her Natural again Etsy.com shop Be Her Natural for some of the finest custom holistic organic botanicals and of course you know the weekly newsletter is something that can pop in your news email every Friday. Just go ahead and subscribe. If you're in social media, click the link in the profile under Congo Nature. That's K-O-N-D-O underscore N-A-T-H-R. This is your host, Robert Diaz. We're back. And as I said earlier before, I had some information I wanted to share, primarily focused on understanding the correlation between pH and bacterial growth. And I'll, I'll share that information here shortly. Again, for those of you who are just calling in and joining, thank you for coming on air coming online, connecting, tuning in. The call-in number is 516-453-9105. And if you have anything you want to say focused around or maybe any questions, let's see. It looks like hmm, we have a few callers on the line. I'm going to open up the line. Going over to line one. Caller, are you there? I am. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm working. Great. I'm you. <laughs> Great. Awesome to hear. How you doing this evening? This is Nature Roots Radio. I'm doing good. Just getting some insight. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Where are you calling from this evening? Niagara Falls, New York. Wow. Wow, no, Niagara not Falls. Tonight. <laughs> awesome, awesome. How's the weather up there? Hopefully it's not too bad. It's been snowing. Just a little bit of snow, but we did get some snow after having some 50-degree weather. Wow. Wow, that, that, that really hurts, you know. I, I spent a beautiful morning on the beach. With your, yeah, with your son. I was like, ah. <laughs> And, you know, I try to, 
take time to connect and focus on the other holistic healing aspects. But I remember once dealing with the snow and it it it, it really did some something to me I didn't like, so I decided I was gonna tell the snow goodbye. But hopefully that weather begins to brighten up as we're in the spring equinox now. And yeah. hopefully uh, that weather is more beneficial to you. Tonight, Alkaline, uh, just wrapping it up, trying to put the fact-based information out there. And if you had anything you'd like to say about that, you can go ahead. But I'm going to share some additional information you might want to come back later and chime in on the color- excuse me, the correlation between bacterial growth and pH. Because... When we, when we get an idea and understanding alkalinity, uh, there's this promotion that that disease can't thrive in an alkaline environment. And I have two pieces of, of, of data which indicate there's inconclusive evidence. Now, looks like if we move over to line two, uh, seems like we have caller Tim. How you doing this evening? You're on Nature Roots I'm Radio. Doing good. doing good, doing good. How's everything going? Pretty good, pretty good. Debunking part two, this is it. Alkaline. Oh, yeah, and uh, definitely I uh, was uh, eager to call in right now, uh, calling in on my lunch break. But I had a question in regards to restoring a, or pointers as to <clears throat> restoring balance to the um, alkalinity of the body in regards to um, acidic pHs and pH of the blood, specifically in regards to uh, the acidic, uh, I guess, corrosion or residue that is left by meat and how, uh, and I'm thinking that you were getting ready to touch on this in regards to how the bacteria form then comes into the process of, uh, you know, the acidic corrosion and residue specifically in regards to meat. Okay, awesome. Well, let, let's, let, let's look at alkaline-forming foods, okay? And what, what I have in the practice and what we use is a basic rule of thumb, and this is standard in the holistic protocol. This is standard in, in the plant-based lifestyle, whether you're a full-fledged vegetarian or raw-tarian, pescatarian, flexitarian, vegetarian, regardless, this guideline is typically a ratio of what we call 80-20-60-40. Now, 80-20 is 80% alkaline-forming foods and drinks, 20% acid-forming foods and drinks each day when we're in the state of trying to heal a body which may be too acidic, whether it's a result of a dietary imbalance, whether it's the result of uh, a chemical imbalance in, in acidosis, respiratic rate metabolic failure, which is not being able to properly breathe, having uh, a condition in the lung, and when there's a poor transfer of oxygen, causes the bicarbonates that are synthesized to decrease. And as you know, carbon and bicarbon are bases which create alkalinity. So as this 
pH value decreases, uh, the onset of alcohol, excuse me, acidosis occurs. And if this is a case where we're working in a clinical aspect to remediate and go through a process of healing, again, we would use the 80-20% rule. 80% alkaline forming foods, 20% acid forming foods. You may ask what those are. Well, those are what I put out in the newsletter this Friday in that 14-page guide. And I'll share some of those this evening. Now, once we put our body into the state where we feel our pH is where it needs to be, and that's ideal, which is slightly alkaline, slightly above a 7, somewhere above 7.3, somewhere around 7.4. And do know you're able to check the pH of your metabolic fluids through saliva and urine. Now, this is not an accurate measure on blood, but it gives you a very good generalized idea to know how to gauge. As I always tell all my clients, we must work with reference data before making decisions and recommendations going forward. But once we've got ourselves to a balanced state and being able to ver that, verify that with a pH test, we then can convert to a 60-40 split diet, which is 60% alkaline-forming foods, 40% acid-forming foods. And let me just, let me just uh, get into reading some of those type of foods, if you will. I'll, and I'll read, I'll read some of my reference from the Naturopathic Guide, and we'll start with the acid-forming foods. And these, these, should make, these should make sense to most people. Number one on top of the list is alcohol, beans, buckwheat, chickpeas. Cacao, coffee, cornstarch, cranberries, eggs, fish, flour, flour-based products, legumes, which are other type of beans, lentils, meat from animal, milk from animal, mustard, noodles, oatmeal, olives, organ meat, pasta, pepper, poultry, prunes, sauerkraut. I didn't say these were bad food. I said they were acid-forming. Shellfish, soft drinks, sugar, all foods with sugar added, tea, vinegar, aspirin, tobacco, and most drugs are also acid-forming. Next would be low-level acid-forming foods would be butter, canned or glazed fruit, cheeses, dried coconut, dried or sulfured fruit, most types, grains, most types, dairy-based ice cream, ice milk, lamb's quarters, nuts and seeds, soy products. Okay, this is as of the 2013 5th edition Naturopathic Medicine Guide. You ready for the alkaline-forming foods? Here we go. Avocados, top of the list. Corn, dates, Fresh coconut, that means you have to have it off the tree. Fresh fruits, most. Fresh vegetables, it doesn't say anything about organic. It doesn't say anything about non-GMO. It says fresh. Why? Because we're concerning ourselves with the concentration of the enzyme content, which is what is highly available in fresh fruit. And those enzymes are the ones which have the ability to modulate 
the pH just by slightly. And the idea is by consuming these type of foods, regardless of their pH in raw form, so we understand a lemon is pure acid. How could that be alkaline? No, it's the process it has on the body. It creates an alkalizing effect after going through the citric acid cycle, after going through the Krebs cycle, and changing its base with phosphate. That has an alkalizing effect on the blood pH. Honey is also alkaline forming. Horseradish, as some of you guys may have saw, I did my lacto-fermentation garlic trio mixture, if you will. Maple syrup, molasses, mushrooms, onions, raisins, sprouts, plums, watercress, and then you have low-level alkaline-forming foods, which just means that they sit just a little lower on the pH scale of alkalinity, so they're closer to the sevens. The high alkaline-forming foods are more around the eights and and, and lower nines, but some of those low-level alkaline-forming foods would be almonds, blackstrap molasses, Brazil nuts, chestnuts, lima beans, Millet, also known as amaranth grain, fonio grain, and soured dairy products, which could also be found in sourdough breads, which is very good for digestive health. You're listening to Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz, coming to you live from Boynton Beach, focusing on the facts and concerning topics stemming in the plant-based community. Again, Tonight's topic is on the focus of pH and balance around dietary intake. Now, I just went through explaining to one of the callers, Brother Tim, thank you this evening for calling in. Sister Kayla, thank you for calling in. Focusing on the question of reversing the condition of pH change due to dietary influence. And what I pointed out first was we understand we have a ratio we use. There's two. There's one, 80-20, 80% alkaline, 20% acid when we're in the healing state, which is what you would utilize. And then after testing the pH and validating it's more in an alkaline or slightly alkaline state above neutral, that 7.3 range, we would then convert to a 60-40, allowing a little more acid-forming foods. Let's 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 jump right in to the research paper I have on pH and how it relates to bacterial growth. And before I'm going to do that, I'm just going to hop back on the line uh, with Brother Tim. Are you still there? Did that make sense to you? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Did, definitely did. And we're also going to go back on the line with Sister Kayla. And uh, I just want to clarify if that made any sense uh, to what I was explaining to Brother Tim down there <clears throat> on that acid balance and understanding the ratio of what the acid and alkaline forming foods are? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's actually my first time hearing about, well, that's my first time actually hearing about the ratio as far as, um, you know, al- uh, acidic to um, the acid forming food, you know, stuff like that. That's my first time hearing that uh, terminology, I guess, so. This is the only place you're going to get the facts. This is the only place you're going to be provided with the research. I'll never take time 
to discredit something without giving a fact. But in this case, really debunking and understanding the mystery and confusion behind what alkalinity really meant as we mean mm-hmm. we consume, we absorb and yeah. take alkalizing effects. So thank you very much, Kayla. Thank you very much, Brother Tim. I'm going to go ahead now. We got about 15 minutes left on air tonight and read this document I have, which may be the topic for next week as we convert into understanding pathology and the formation of disease and understanding the difference between bacteria and yeast and mold. The tartness or sour taste of grapefruit, sauerkraut, yogurt, and pickle is the result of an intensity of acidity in these products, okay? And the acidity of foods has been used for centuries to preserve, okay? This is how we are able to save food. Remember, refrigerators didn't exist just some hundred years ago. Acidity plays a primary role in the preservation of fermented foods. And combined with other factors such as heat, water activity, and chemical preservatives act as a prevent food deterioration and spoilage. So when you take acid, pH, and when you take heat, and when you take water, you're able to prevent deterioration. You're able to preserve these enzymes. This was something that was accidentally discovered thousands of years ago by different ancestral groups. The acidity of food may occur naturally as it in citrus fruits, apples, tomatoes, strawberries. It may also be produced in foods through microbial fermentation. Selected acid-producing bacteria cultures added directly to foods can produce desirable products like, as you may know, yogurts, uh, cultures, buttermilks, and also fermented meat products. Acid may also be added directly to food, okay? And in an example is the addition of acidic acid, which you guys may know as everybody's favorite ACV, apple cider vinegar. We know that as acidic acid. Clients that consult would know that, okay? The acidic acid acts as a preventative aid, again, and controls the deterioration of food and microbial growth. Now, pH scale. This was developed from mathematical calculations based on the disassociation temporary breakdown of water. These complex calculations allow us to measure pH, the potential hydrogen, on a scale that runs from 0, which is a representation of complete acid, to 14, which is a representation of a base. The values that are less than 7, as I just said, are acidic, while those greater than 7 are alkaline. A pH value of 7 is neither neither acid or neither alkaline. I'm going to say that again. A pH value of 7 is neither an acid or neither an alkaline. It is a neutral. The pH scale is based on pure water. And pH has, or excuse me, pure water has a pH of 7. So it is thus neutral. The pH scale uses hydrogen items we call ions 
in concentration of food. So when we measure pH, we're measuring how many hydrogen ions are in that food. The more hydrogen ions present, the more acid the food is. The lower the hydrogen ions, the more base or alkaline the food is. And there's a representation scale here, which I provided in the newsletter. But again, here we go with the references. High acid foods, 3.7 and lower, sauerkraut, pickles, berries, citrus fruits. Okay, notice sour. Sour equals acid. This is why I always reference the lemon, which is a great, that is acid-based, but as I said earlier, when put into the body and consumed, it has an alkalizing effect. Let's go to low acid foods. This is 4.6 to 5.3. And if your body had a blood pH of this, you would be dead. You would, you would be in a coma. Meat, veggie mixtures, low acid foods, spaghetti, soups, asparagus, beets, pumpkin, spinach, green beans. Moving on up, 5.5 pH and higher. Some more red meats, seafood, milk, corn, and lima beans. Okay? The food pH is used to control microorganisms by one, directly inhibiting microbial growth, and two, reducing the heat resistance of microbes. And this is important to understand because... In that acidic environment, as we once thought, well, bacteria can not exist, but virus can exist. It's just not true. We use this acid as a preservation in the healthy bacteria we call enzymes, the healthy the healthy microbes, and by utilizing this process of fermentation, we're able to preserve that. That happens to have a very beneficial value on gut health, digestion. That is a natural source of probiotics. Again, as some of you may have seen today in social media, I did a post with some various tubers, a.k.a. root vegetables if you will and I put them into a glass jar with a acid water base creating a solution that I will use which can have beneficial effects in digestion and in this case medicinally as an aid in circulation there's many benefits to what we call lacto fermentation the use of different various root vegetables which have high Enzyme content, high enzymatic content, which means the pH can be mildly acidic or more neutral. But when we add preserves that are natural, like lemon and other natural acids, like acidic acid, which is vinegar, we're able to preserve that for a length of time. So this is where the whole fermentation idea comes from and there's even evidence-based research based around the formation of certain digestive disorders and diseases which stem in newer generations and populations around the world because of change 
in dietary patterns. You're listening to Nature Roots Radio Live. I'm your host, Robert Diaz. It's been a wonderful evening discussing the topic stemming around the alkaline craze. I just shared a little bit of information with you guys this evening around acid-based, low-acid, high-acid values in foods. Understanding how to reverse the possibility of being in an acidic state with using the 80-20 rule of thumb in healing the body and sticking to a 60-40 rule of thumb. And it's just it's a common protocol. We got five minutes to the hour. Again, naturerootsradio.com. I'm your host, Robert Diaz. I want to thank my callers for taking the time to call in this evening. I think we discussed some great topics. I think we had a great dialogue. Next week, we're back on track Friday night. Okay? My Freedom Voice Speech platform will not be stopped. The facts on this radio show, as I said before, cannot and will not be broken. If you feel an indifference, 516-453-9105. Otherwise, sit back, learn, and listen. Take the opportunity that may not be provided elsewhere. Working to bring the education. Working to bring the platform that enables you to understand what matters most so you can make a well-educated decision. Again, Robert Diaz, Certified Holistic Nutritionist, Master Herbalist, recognized in the American Academy of Registered Herbalists in Western Studies. There's so many, so many systems of teaching and healing, and one cannot know all. But I've taken time to work in what is available for me and my surroundings here in the United States and utilizing a little bit of folk medicine, if you will. Providing all of this through experience, through case studies, through time, being able to help those who may need the guidance. This service is available. It doesn't cost a thing to get me on the phone. You can go ahead and type in natureroots.com in your web browser, in your phone, your smart device, tablet, or PC. You can go to the bottom of the whole page after reading about me and my profile, your holistic healer, and you can schedule a free consultation. Again, I'm your host, Robert Diaz, you've been tuning to Nature Roots Radio. It's March 31st. This is our third series going in for the Alkaline Debunk Craze Part 2. I think we put a cap on it. If you're subscribed to the newsletter, have all the information to go along with the dialogue, which will be available later in this podcast. Again, I want to thank you guys for calling in and listening, taking time to obtain the fact-based research. We had a great evening. This is your host, Robert Diaz, 
coming to you live from Boynton Beach, Florida, on this wonderful evening. Next week, we'll be back Friday, prime time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard. And I have a special, special, special show with a guest co-host. You guys subscribe, Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, signing off, Robert Diaz. Peace, love, give thanks and praise.